are the Attic Aficionado, and I am your basement buddies. Hear ye, hear ye, all gather to hear Master Joe. From this point forward, we are going to call them Bridgewaters. Detroit is a dumpster fire. Philadelphia's a dumpster fire. Doug Peterson is not a good coach. Nobody cares about fantasy, Sean. Nobody. Washington is the team that beats Pittsburgh. They won the game they needed to win. Greg Williams should never step foot in an NFL locker room. You good? You got it all up? Juju Smith-Schuster being knocked back into the TikTok world. Grow and grow and grow. It's reps and reps and reps. Aha, aha, aha. Just throw and throw and throw and throw. Terrible, terrible, terrible defense. And we don't recognize boundaries in 2020. That has to make you happy as a Buffalo fan. I'm all, leave me alone. This is the best. Because he's not a quarterback, so does those still count as QB hits? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Out of Bounds podcast, Out of Bounds with a Z. Don't forget to come check us out on all your favorite streaming platforms. Also, come check us out on the Facebook page and the Facebook group. Uh, I'm Joe McDonald, and while this podcast might be coming to you a little bit later, we have a very good reason for that. Um, As I'm always joined, Mr. Sean Lawler, I have to say... Sean went on an expedition yesterday. Uh, Him and his father-in-law don't get along very well. The father-in-law, being 2021, being able to see him, reached out an olive branch and invited Sean to go snipe hunting. If you've ever heard of snipe hunting, you know exactly what that entails. After a harrowing evening of fighting off polar bears and uh, bloodthirsty killers, Sean is back on the podcast. He is very sorry that he got tricked and duped and um, his marriage is in jeopardy. But other than that, Sean... How was the night off? Oh, that's a that's a much better idea than yours. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one. Uh, not doing too bad. Not doing too bad. It's warming up up here, so you know, can't it, complain. It is, it is supposed to be one to three inches of snow tomorrow and freezing cold. So you go to hell, sir. You go to hell and you die. Um, as I said, we have so much news because it's been almost a week since we've recorded. That's not my fault. Sean hates me. Um, but he's here tonight, so we have a lot of news to get into. We're going to talk about, of course, the big trade, well, the big trades that happened uh, leading into the draft and kind of our thoughts on that. And then to finish up, we have a little fun game that we de- uh, devised, five things that we're sure of for the 2021 season. So we'll go over those. We have not shared our lists, so these will be surprises to each other. Um, but as I said, We need to talk about this trade, Sean. It is long overdue. I hinted at emergency podcast. It didn't have to do with basketball, so you didn't want anything to do with it. So uh, just for anybody who hasn't heard or just wants to be reminded, the San Francisco 49ers jumped from number 12 in the draft all the way up to number three. They trade with Miami. Uh, They sent, of course, pick swaps this year, and then they sent a 2022 first rounder a 2022 third rounder plus a 2023 first rounder. So essentially two first round picks, a third and a pick swap. Um, Sean, we can get into it, but I mean, just tell me your thoughts on the trade when you saw it. I just kind of gave you right before we recorded the the rundown of what all San Francisco gave up. Um, What are your thoughts? Miami is balling out there with uh, draft capital right now. Just, it's crazy what they got for the number three pick. (laughs) I don't think what they gave, what San Francisco gave up is worth what probably, who they're probably going to take unless they take who I think they should take. But 
even then we'll get into that yeah (laughs) even then this is too much but it's it's crazy and then to turn around and go up back up to number six after this it was like just craziness yeah we'll, we'll talk about miami making that deal back up uh again we were really lucky to be privy to a phone call between the two gms we'll get to that in a moment we have our engineer uh keying that up but basically my thoughts on it i thought it was too much to be that high to go for leftovers people have called me out and said well it's not leftovers maybe they have the same grades well let's presume that trevor lawrence goes number one because he's going number one zach wilson seems to be the apple of the jets eye so he's going number two so basically the quarterbacks that you have left are mac jones justin fields and trey lance Sean, let me tell you something about those three quarterbacks. You can have them all rated highly. That's fine. They are not the same three quarterbacks. So if Wilson and Lawrence go number one and two, which seems to be a lock, all reports coming out say that Sam Fran is high on Mac Jones. I personally don't see it. I think when you're surrounded by really elite players, it makes your job look easier. That's not saying that I could do it but maybe I could um, <laughs> in all seriousness. I, it just, it doesn't make any sense to me. Again, if you're going to give up that much, you call the jets and then you go get the guy you want. And if that's Mac Jones, that's fine. That's your decision. But why leave it in the hands of anybody else? Um, Sean, do you think it should be Mac Jones and who do you think they should take really? Uh, Mac Jones is actually a good, I listened to the Ringer NFL talk about this Nora Princiati brought up that Shanahan really likes basically a computerized quarterback, <laughs> a quarterback he can program to play the system that he wants. And Mac yeah. Jones really does fit that mold, having basically been uh, an assistant coach to the QB for three years at Alabama. <laughs> mm-hmm. And my dad loves him. He raves about the one practice where I guess he was on the scout team or something and threw like did like an audible with one of the wide receivers and threw a bomb and Saban was losing his mind, but it was on the money. And I'm just, <laughs> I'm just like, sure. Okay. Whatever. Justin Fields only did what he did in yeah. <laughs> <at> OSU. So <laughs> whatever. I mean, I, there are, there are some reports coming out when I say some reports, there's always reports, but Apparently, some Alabama players have come out and said that Mac Jones is a better quarterback than Tua Tungavailoa. Um, take that as you will. You know, the Alabama program has been shown to be nothing but honorable, so you trust them at their word. I say that with a little bit of sarcasm in my voice and just a little bit of hate. Um, again, I just don't see it. I mean, yeah, Shanahan had Kirk Cousins. He led the league in passing. He had Matt Ryan. He won an MVP and went to the Super Bowl. <clears throat> Lost to the Patriots 28 to 3, but that's a whole different story. Um, it's Arthur Blank's fault. I, I get, listen, I'll, I don't care who's the dance. I'll take the win. I'll take the win. <laughs> um, and then, of course, goes out and, you know, as a head coach, has Jimmy Garoppolo uh, with a double digit lead in the fourth quarter in the Super Bowl. So, I mean, the guy can obviously coach. So, again, I, I just I think it's too much to go up and, and get especially if it's Mac Jones, but that's a whole other story. Um, I'm being told in my ear that our engineer has the phone call that was made. Apparently John Lynch called first and he called the general manager decision maker of the Miami dolphins. 
Chris Greer. Uh, do we have that phone call? Yeah, Susie. Susie, is he on the phone? Oh, he's on the phone? Chris, Chris, can you hear me? Yeah. What's up, John? What are you doing? Oh, oh, listen, listen. First off, you don't need to call me Hall of Famer John Lynch. It's okay. You just call me John. It's no big deal. No big deal. Um, listen, buddy, uh, great deal. You know, Laramie Tunsil gets you 10 first-round picks. Um, I was wondering. Uh, what could I say? You... I was dealing with uh, some smart guys in Houston. Hey, <laughs> you know what hey, I mean? Congratu- you know what I mean? Hey, congratulations to you, buddy. That's that's fantastic. I love it. I love it for you. That's a great program you're building down there. Um, so uh, you guys think about what you want to do with number three? You know, we're we're open to anything right now. We've we've got our eye on a few people, but we've got our eye on some people we want at a lower price, if you know what I mean. Oh, hey, listen, that's why I'm calling, baby. I'm a hustler. I got all oh. the time in the world. But, you know, um, I'm roaming, so I can't make this very long. Uh, really what I'm looking for is I'm looking for a quarterback. I'm not going to lie. Uh, we love Jimmy G. We're going to keep him around this year. But uh, we need a guy. And uh, – Jimmy ain't it for the future, if you know what I mean. So uh, yeah, the Hall, yeah. Hall of Famer here, I'm going to throw you out an offer. Sure. You like it? You let me know. If not, then we never had this phone call. All right? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to read you some numbers. You tell me what you think. I want, I want to come up to number three. I want your spot. Okay. Gonna, Where are you guys at? Where are you guys at? We're at 12. We're, we're, okay, listen, we're a lot, 12. Of, lot okay. of great players in this draft. A lot of great players. Some receivers, some offensive linemen, some defensive players. You're going to love it. But. I'm going to give you next year's first rounder. Okay. okay. And I'm going to give you next year's third rounder too. You know, a lot of good talent in the third round. Okay. And, um, you know, you're, you're a good stand-up guy, Chris. I'm going to give you a draft pick in 2023. Um, how's a first rounder sound? Um, I'm, uh, I've got the NFL on the other line ready to finalize this deal with you. Chris, that's a great deal. Listen, I got a lot of stuff yeah. I got to do. I got to go break the news to Jimmy. Um, I got a jacket to be sized for. Uh, thanks a lot, buddy. If you want to just send me the receipt on that, that's fantastic. Uh, H-O-F-er, out. Wow, that was, uh, that was a really interesting phone call, Sean. Um, I'm really glad that they sent us that. I, I, we have our sources, but that was fantastic. Um, oh, boy. The report out of San Francisco is Jimmy G was not happy and not happy, not as in like passive aggressive LeBron unhappy as in like, this is fucking bullshit unhappy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, of course there's been rumors that Jimmy's going to get traded to the Patriots and all this stuff. I don't want him. He's $25 million. He plays in a third of the games. He turns the ball over and he's injury prone. I'm sorry. We traded him for a two. What do you want back? What do, you, what do you want me to give up a third form? He's older. He's more injury prone. Like, what the hell do you want? I'm sorry. I, to me, Jimmy G is there for the 2021 season. And then after that, I mean, good luck, kid. He's like your Mitch Trubisky. You're just out. <laughs> just out. Listen, listen. Jimmy Garoppolo is that band that you hear the song that's like, a top five hit and you're like wow they're really good and you go buy the cd and you're like you know what that's not a bad cd i'll listen to that once in a while but guess what you're not going to see them on tour and you're not buying the second album like that's just it i'm sorry like he's just it was like oh jimmy g and all this i'm so no he had a chance to start in new england and he got hurt and i understand injuries happen 
And then he went to San Francisco and had a chance to start and got hurt. Like, it's, it's just, at some point, it's like, you know what? If he but was those drafted, five games, man, those five games. I don't care. I don't care. It's a really catchy pop song. Congratulations. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, you don't go above the Beatles. Okay. That's not how it works. Tom Brady's the Beatles. Jimmy Garoppolo is, is a one hit wonder. Okay. With a catchy album. That's it. Um, again, we, we talked about how Miami then goes back to number six as, as the GM, Chris Greer said, uh, then the, I'm sorry, went back to 12 and then yeah. they decided to trade up. So uh, this could have been in the NBA three-way trade, but they traded up with Philly, who, again, had the sixth pick. Philadelphia sends the sixth pick and the 2021 fifth rounder, and they, of course, get back the 12th pick in the draft, a fourth rounder this year, and a first next year. So, Sean, what were your thoughts on Miami moving back up after trading out? I It's it's interesting. It's it. I think it's the where the, what they have to do to get the players. I think they're eyeing at that mm-hmm. range. Three was a little early. Um, <clears throat> if John Lynch is offering you two firsts and a third plus twelve to just move up to three, I you call that into the NFL ASAP mm-hmm. um, because that's crazy talk. <laughs> that trade, <laughs> um, but to, they. I think they gave up a little too much to move up to six. I don't, I don't like giving up next year's first and a fourth this year. I think yeah. you, the 12, six, and then next this year's fifth and a fourth. I think that's like just those four. That's it. Yeah. I, the first rounder, I mean, you work to, you know, you go back from three to 12, you pick up all those first rounders, and then you're basically giving away a first rounder next year. It's kind of like, cool. Um, yeah, you have to make the playoffs and for it to be worth it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because the, the the difference is just, yeah, we saw it. Um, yeah, again, I just, this one, like, I thought, I thought Miami cleaned up in the first trade, and I thought Philly cleaned up in the second trade. I want to tell you something, Sean, before we get, we also have another phone call between Chris Greer again and Howie Roseman. Oh man. So, who uh, again, who made the phone call on that one? Oh, Chris Greer was definitely calling on that yeah, one. He yeah. wanted to move back up. Chris made the call. Yeah, um, yeah. But Sean, in the 2021 draft, Philadelphia could possibly have three first round picks. If Carson, if Carson Wentz, plays 75% of the snaps for the Colts or plays 70% of the snaps and the Colts make the playoffs, that second rounder goes to a first rounder back to Philly. Um, The last team, of course, that had three first round picks was the Oakland Raiders. I believe they were still in Oakland then. Um, And they drafted Cleveland Farrell, Damon Arnett, and Josh Jacobs. Hmm. So, um, okay. Uh, you know, Jacobs is, you know, Jacobs has been a good running back. Arnett, I thought was a little overdrafted, but seems to work for them. Farrell, we've talked about him, you know, he's right at this point, you know, a guy, you know, he's still young. We'll see what he does. But I mean, Philly, oof, for all the, for all the turmoil and shit we've given them, uh, 
to possibly have at least, well, obviously two first rounders next year and a possible third one. I mean, if they go into the season with Jalen Hurts and he doesn't play well, if they don't draft a quarterback, they're going to have all the ammunition in the world to do pretty much whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. They can definitely trade into because I'm thinking about those picks. You've got Miami's. Miami's hoping it's going to be in the playoff area mm-hmm. <clears throat> next year's. And then they've got Philly's got uh, who is it? Indies. So Indy mm-hmm. wants that would be like middle, closer mm-hmm. to playoffs if it's not the playoffs or in yep. the playoffs. And then there's who knows where it lands. Yeah. But even if, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, even if they somehow win their division and you get three playoff picks, guess what? Your playoff, you know, your, your playoff team, and you're Mm going to get three loads of talent. So you can either move up for a guy you like or just pick three really good players in the middle of the draft. So again, I, I mean, geez, oh man, again, we shit on Philly so much in the last couple of months. And then here they are sitting with right now two first rounders and two second rounders and possibly three first rounders. So, uh, very interesting, but I'm again being told by our engineer that we do have the phone call between Chris Greer and Howie Roseman. Um, let's go to that right now. I think Chris starts off. Hey, Howie, Howie, can you hear me? Hey, G-State Charlie here. How you doing, buddy? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad, man. Uh, you, you saw that trade with John Lynch, eh? I tell you what, man. I tell you what, you guys, oh, man, you guys. I tell you what, in Philly, we love winners. We love underdogs. That's a great winner pick, and you guys are underdogs. It's a great thing. I tell you what, I'm from Philly, but if I weren't, I'd be a Miami fan right now. I tell you, you got to you got to make a trade with that guy. You got. I honestly, I didn't even negotiate anything. Nothing. It was it was listen, all him. That was his listen, first offer. I I don't want to tell you. I don't want to tell you your business. I've heard some things about John Lynch. Guy's a little off. I'm just saying he refers to himself in the third person by a nickname. That's all I'll say. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. All right. Enough of that. Let's get down to brass tacks here. Uh, 12. What do you want? You, you uh, well, want, you want some, you want some congratulations. I mean, what I listen, I got cheesesteaks to sell. I got a quarterback decision. I got all these guys. I get number six. I mean, what, what do you need, Chris? What do you need? Well, I, as we know, number six is out of the quarterback sweepstakes. You're not I, wait, getting anybody you want we, to take. We don't know that, Chris. We don't know that we're hearing some things. We see some movement. You know, maybe, you know, maybe somebody drops. I'm just uh, saying, I, maybe somebody drops. I, I'm hearing a certain quarterback is dropping pretty. He might be out of the first round by the time we finish this conversation. I don't even know. But 12, 12 is a decent spot. That's a that's a pretty good spot for you guys. Um, yeah, I'll throw in a fifth rounder this or a, four, a fourth rounder this year. I'll take your fifth rounder and you give me number six. You know, I tell you, Chris, I tell you, Chris, I want to give you the benefit of the doubt because, you know, you did a great job on that trade, but I, I think you're, I think you're kind of jerking me around on this. I'm not crazy about the deal. Listen, I know 12's got some nice guys, you know, there's some defensive backs. We need help on defense. You know, we like Jalen, maybe get him a receiver or something, but I'm going to, I'm going to need something a little bit more. All I mean, right. All right. You're, you're a nice guy. You're a nice guy. You, uh, you, you don't got, ask my don't ask my players. <laughs> you got two first rounders next year. How about a third first rounder next year? Because we know Carson Wentz is going to take those guys to the playoffs. Come on, you're getting a first rounder. All right, all right. Let's let, let I'll throw it uh, since you're such a nice guy. 
you know, that's a that's I like that. I like that. You know, I'm a I'm a tough guy. I like I like my deals. I do like my deals. Uh made a big one this year. I mean, we're we're paying 40 million, but you know, Carson, he just wasn't our guy. He's great. He's great. Don't get me wrong. He's great. He's a good duck hunter. He's a great duck hunter. Just not yeah, too many ducks. I see in that Philly. fat head back there. I see that fat head there's, back there. There's just there's just not many ducks in Philly. I'm not gonna lie, Chris. I don't know what they're down in Miami, but there's not a whole lot of ducks in Philly. Okay. Uh, so let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. You want us to jump back from six where we're very happy. We're very happy at six. And you want us to give you the six pick mm-hmm. and a fifth rounder this year. We like the yep. fifth. We got a lot of good guys in the fifth before. And you want us to go back to 12, but you want to give us a fourth rounder. Yeah. And, uh, to sweeten the deal, a first rounder next year. Yeah. Why not? You're, no, you're no, wait a minute. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Well, wait a minute. Is it your first rounder? Or is it the San Francisco first rounder? Come on. Come on, Allie. Work with me here. It's not going to be San Francisco. We, we know what's going on over there. That, that's going to be a much better right. pick than ours. We're making the playoffs, all right? So I'm, I'm sorry. I know you're a nice I, guy, but I'm not. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'm in a generous mood. I'm in a generous mood. You hang up. Because I, I know you got champagne ordered. I know you probably got some girlies dancing around with the trade and all that. You got phones ringing, buzzing, all this stuff. I'll tell you what. I'm going to call Raj. I'm going to call into the league. Just down I-95 here from Philly to New York. You know, they're basically the same city. Who cares? And um, i tell you what. You got a deal. You all got right. a deal. It was good. It was good. Uh, I'll, I'll give you – once COVID's over, we'll bring you out onto the boat, okay? I don't like boats. I'm in Philly. I don't like boats. I don't like boats. You know what's on water? Jersey's on the other side of water. I don't like water, okay? Just keep water away from me. Anyway, hey, have a great one, Chris. Congratulations on the um, on the sixth pick, and uh, yeah, we'll talk to you later, buddy. You too. Sean, I am stunned that we're getting these phone calls. This is incredible. I, listen, I don't want to tell you the money that we're spending, but I'm getting evicted. That's how much money we're spending. I don't even have money to pay rent. Um, <laughs> Again, Sean, who won this trade? Which which team do you like more for this? Aside from Philly getting a first rounder next year, just Miami building what they're building up to number six now, Philly doing what they're doing down to number 12. This is definitely Miami wanting to move up to six because I think 12 is a little too far back from where they want. They want to get, they want their pick of the litter of the wide receivers. They want to basically be the ones making choices, not the ones picking up the last one. So I think that's what they do. And Philly, you know, gets another first next year out of this. Yeah, I I do tend to think that probably by the time they roll out, unless Atlanta, Atlanta's the team, I have no idea what the hell they're going to do. They could take anybody from Sewell to a, a quarterback to, I mean, a defender. I mean, you could, I could even see them taking somebody like Parsons to build around that defense just because it's a, it's a brand new scheme and everything. But I tend to think that, yeah, Miami getting six, they're going to have their pick of a wide receiver, whether it's Jamar Chase or Devonta Smith or Jalen Waddle, maybe even Pitts. I mean, maybe you just go tight end mm-hmm. match them with Gusecki. I mean, Pitts is, seems to be the fastest riser and, you know, the consensus number one guy in a lot of boards, you know, even more so than Lawrence, just because I mean, quarterback by de facto is, He's going to be, you know, number one. But, yeah, I just, like I said, I just wanted to get into this trade because it was such a big deal that we waited so long because you couldn't help snipe hunting. Um, 
but again, I yeah, I, I think out of the three teams that are winners, if you go San Francisco, Miami, and Philly, I think the real big winner in this deal is Miami. Um, I would say that this is a, like a 15 to 18 player draft of like elite talent. So Philly's there at 12. They pick up a first next year. You don't have the stress of having to be forced. Oh, if this quarterback's sitting there at 60, bring him in to compete with Hurts. Like you got Wentz out of there. Jalen's your guy this year. You get him some weapons. And even if he doesn't work out, you have a foundational piece. If you go get a wide receiver, if you go get a defensive back, if you go get any of these positions at 12, then guess what? You're still going to need him whether Jalen's the guy or not. And instead of a quarterback and two rookie quarterbacks on rookie deals and, oh, is this player better? Is that player better? Just just do it. So mm-hmm. that, to me, makes a lot more sense. Um, Sean, anything else on the trades? No, that was – I just – I can't believe San Fran gave up that much for number three. I Just looking at it on I, paper I, is ridiculous. <laughs> I know. It really is. It's It's the definition of sticker shock when you look at it. You're like, whoa, wait a minute, you know. All right, we are into our big story. We, we're going here. Five things we're sure of. Now, these are not guarantees, people. Do not hold our feet to the fire on this. This is just from everything that we feel in our guts and things that we've seen. Mm, let's, let's call easily pickable locks. Like, we think these are things that are going to happen, but we could change them. I think that's fair, but we're pretty sure these are going to happen. Um, Sean, I lamented on the last show that you steal all my ideas. I have a feeling that mine are so fantastic that I don't care. You're not going to steal any of mine. So if you'd like to go first, since you're finally out of the shivering cold of the Canadian wilderness after snipe hunting, Sean, give me the first thing that you're sure of for the 2021 NFL season. The Buffalo Bills are going to win the AFC East. Okay. That, no, that, listen. They, I'm starting off right there. I, I Listen, believe they won it last team. year. Listen, they won it last year. They brought back guys that we thought they were going to lose. We talked about that. You know, on the offensive line, the linebackers, you bring in Emmanuel Sanders to help with digs. Presumably, they're going to try and get some help in the running game. They really didn't address it in free agency, but maybe in the draft. I know there's some guys you like at the end of the first round. That's that's a very fair assessment. That makes sense. It's probably the the better choice right now if you go onto the the sports books um i'm also staying in the AFC east for mine my first thing that i'm sure of new england will win at least 10 games they were seven and nine last year they blew a couple games seattle they lost to on the final play buffalo the, the buffalo they had a chance to either tie or beat cam newton fumbled we saw some other games where they were just terrible Cam had COVID. He was coming off an injury. We know all the money they invested into the team. They brought back, I think, one of the better offensive lines in football, even though Tooney's gone. They've got some young guys they've drafted. They brought back the center, David Andrews. Um, Again, I I just think a three-win jump is not out of the realm of possibility, and they still have the 15th pick in the draft. Whether they trade down and get somebody, trade up and get somebody, or take somebody at 15. I think this is a team that is highly motivated. You can tell from anything that Robert Kraft has said. Bill Belichick, as always, has been fairly quiet. But, you know, Kraft came out and said, I'm not in the business of losing. We have a franchise and our desires to win. And I think that's what they're going to do. Now, I almost said they make the playoffs, but we saw a 10-16 and 16 not make the playoffs last year. So my thing that I'm sure of, New England wins at least 10, 10 games. Sean, 
Give me your second thing. Justin Fields is going to be better than Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, and Mac Jones. Oh, I love it. Zach Wilson is overrated. That bowling to the left throw is overrated. If you watch the video, I didn't even need to slow it down or anything. I saw it in the two takes. All he's doing is rolling to his left and throwing 60 yards. Watch the wide receiver in the overhead shot. He's totally off route. That in the NFL, that is picked off by a safety like a hundred percent of the time. <laughs> like the only time that's not is if the wide receiver is just so far open, it doesn't matter. It's like it's, that's yeah. all that's that's all that's that is throw is impressive for is the fact that he threw it 60 yards rolling to his left. Yeah, there was a, a Julio Jones throw a couple of years ago. I think it was maybe in a playoff game where he dropped it, where like literally there's nobody within 10 yards of him. Like those those throws are rare. Those throws are rare. Yeah, that was a point of contention with me and some other people about that throw. Again, it, in their underwear, when there's no stress, when there's all that, these guys are trained to do it. And it's incredible. Do not get me wrong. It is an incredible physical throw that does not make you a great quarterback. Plain and simple. Uh, I love the fields love. That's awesome. I uh, I agree to it 100%. My second thing of things I'm sure of, <sighs> Seattle will not make the playoffs. <laughs> I, I just I, – I think that they're a team that is set up for a really long season. Um, a little bit of breaking news today. Tyler Lockett, the wide receiver, signed a four-year extension – worth $69.2 million with 37 guaranteed. Um, I like Tyler Lockett. He gets banged up. I don't think he's a number one. I mean, DK is your number one up there. He was phenomenal the first half of the season and then tailed off in the second half. Uh, Russell Wilson, there's something going on there. I don't know what it is. I'm not going to say that he's done or washed, but there's obviously a disconnect between him and the organization. And I could just see them really struggling. And if you assume that the Cardinals are better, if you assume that the Rams are better, then guess what? Somebody's going to get worse. And I think there's a good chance it's Seattle. And I just, I, I don't think Seattle's going to make the playoffs. I'm pretty sure that they're not going to make the playoffs. Sean, no, what I, is, that's bold. What is uh, your third thing? Jameis Winston will start every game for uh, for New Orleans next year. Oh, I love that. Oh, I love that. That just makes me so warm inside. As a Taysom Hill hater, I'm not uh, going to lie, I might be a little happy right now. I know. I, I thought that might uh, you might enjoy that one. I, I love Taysom as much as the next guy, but Jameis just brings, the next guy's not me. <laughs> Jameis just brings something that Sean Payton's going to love. <laughs> it's it's just basically it's, it's going to be tough times I think at times in New Orleans but Jameis is going to start every game for them yeah I, I mean that's a great one honestly I, I thought of something like New Orleans related I'm glad I didn't uh, that one will make me happy maybe that one will make me happier maybe even more than knowing I'm winning 10 games that might be my favorite one if Taysom Hill just has to sit the whole season um my fourth one is it my fourth one? God, it is my fourth one already, isn't it? All right, uh, or no, I'm sorry, my third one. Um, the Washington football team will regret signing Ryan Fitzpatrick. 
Uh, I know everybody loved this deal. Oh, Fitzmagic going. Alex Smith last year sucked. Well, Alex Smith last year was coming off one of the most horrific injuries in the history of the NFL, or at least the modern NFL. Um, he almost lost his leg. We know the story, things of that sort. And basically the franchise didn't want him to come back. So he put him in a hard place. Fitzpatrick, for all his, you know, his beard, his amazing throws, all that stuff, I think he's going to put up huge numbers. He's never led a team to the playoffs. Washington, as bad as they were last year, as bad as Haskins was, as bad as Smith was, as bad as Heineke was, as bad as all these things were, and they had injuries and they had all that stuff, they still won their shitty division. And (laughs) I don't think that's going to happen with Fitzpatrick this year. I just, again, this was a team that was all in on apparently the Stafford stuff, you know, trying to get quarterbacks. They reached out, I think, about um, Deshaun Watson before all, you know, that whole situation cooled down and stuff. I mean, they were in on a lot of these deals. So, what? I mean, really, you're going to sell for Ryan Fitzpatrick? Like, I just, I don't get it. Sean, explain it to me like I'm a five-year-old. Uh, it's, you're just bringing in stability. Somebody to kind of push Heineke. Or Leineke, Leineke. Why do I want to say Heineke? Uh, to push Leineke and just to keep him. Maybe you saw something you really liked. And Fitzpatrick is just going to bring that out in him. And will I mean, push him and be a good veteran. I mean, maybe. I mean, it's Heineke. But I, I, is it again, Heineke? It's Heineke, yes. It's Heineke. Again, when I think of stability, Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't the guy I think of. And don't get me wrong. I was high on him last year in Miami. I thought going to Tua when they did was a mistake. But I just – I think for a team that has a nice offensive uh, workforce around him now with, you know, the running backs, the wide receivers, you know, Logan Thomas, the tight end and stuff, I'd have been a lot – happier if they'd have went and tried to get somebody like Teddy Bridgewater even or somebody I mean people shit on Teddy but like he is a he is a stable quarterback and I think with the right weapons around him last year he didn't have I mean can you name the Carolina receivers I sure as hell can't uh Christian McCaffrey being out so again I think when you give him some weapons he can make a difference so I'm just yeah they're gonna regret signing Fitzpatrick um Sean what's your fourth one the Chargers are going to make the playoffs next year. Mm. I nice I believe in Herbert. I I think the defense is going to stay healthy next year, and that roster is primed and ready. Yeah, you've you've been on Herbert early. You you were I I was amazed by him, but you were on him early that he was the guy. So I'll, I'll, I it's not surprising that you picked that as one of your five. You've excuse me, you've been very high on him. That makes a lot of sense and. When you look at the AFC, it's not out of the realm of possibility. They got two really good linemen, the best center on the market, and you know they're getting some guys back healthy this year on offense and defense. So that makes a lot of sense. That's a good pick. Um, this this was the one I maybe regret the most, but the more I think about it, I I think there's a good chance this happens. Cleveland is going to play in the AFC title game next year. I think that they improved their defense. Uh, they got um, John Johnson the third to help with that defensive backfield. I'm not a Mayfield fan, as you know. I think he's quite overrated, and I would not give him a long-term contract. But he is going into a contract year. 
he's going to try and prove something. It's the second year of the Stefanski offense. You're going to have the running backs who are only going to get better and stronger. Cream Hunt, you know, is going to get some more touches, I think, in the offense. You're going to see um, – oh, my God, I just lost his name. The other running back. Oh, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb, thank you. Uh, Nick Chubb got banged up last year and still, you know, was a great running back. So I think when those guys are healthy, you're going to see stuff. And I do think that they're going to make some noise. I don't think they're going to go to the Super Bowl, but it would not surprise me at all if they're playing in the AFC title game. They were, I mean, we saw they had a chance last year. And I think another year after that heartbreaking loss, when you really blew it against Kansas City when Mahomes went out, that's something you learn from. And and if Stefanski's a good coach and Mayfield is going to try and be the guy or some facsimile of the guy, this is their chance. So I, I think they're going to play in the AFC title game, Sean. I'm, I, I'm pretty sure of that. That's a good one. I like it. I like it a lot. That's bold. Um, Sean, to your fifth and final one. Arizona is going to underperform the expectations I will set for them in our preview pod. I'm going to be very high on them. I'm going to think they're going to do very well. But I'm calling it now. They're not. They're not making the playoffs. <laughs> okay. So where I think that they're so where I think that they're a little bit more improved than they could challenge in the West, you think that they're going to go uh, backwards. I think Cliff Kingsbury is going to screw it up. Wow. I think. I think the I think they have a chance to play in the NFC Championship game, but I think Cliff Kingsbury is going to do something to just mess it all up. Like that, like they what was they would have had a seven game losing streak or something if they lost the Buffalo game. Like every yes, yeah, the Buffalo yeah. game kept them from like being on these insane stats where they would have looked much worse than they actually were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, and, and Kyler, some of those games before he got banged off was, was keeping them close and stuff like that. Yeah. Again, I think that's why they went out and got a lot of these veterans and, and decided to try and kind of not go necessarily all in. Cause I mean, they didn't make like some crazy trade, but again, like before Kyler gets the money, you know, what a little bit too much money, but stuff like that, you know, bring in Malcolm Butler, bring in these veterans guys who have been successful in the league and just saying, okay, We've got some young guys. We've got some veterans. Let's charge ahead. But you're not sold on that, which, again, you've been on the Kingsbury thing since last year. Um, it would be fascinating if they brought somebody like uh, Jim Caldwell on the staff, you know, a veteran coach who, again, led a team, <clears throat> excuse me, in the Indianapolis Colts, you know, to division titles, and then Detroit, where he was, you know, a pretty successful head coach, and I think unjustly, Got fired, you know, for Matt Patricia. The last two, yeah. So again, um, you bring a guy like that who's maybe you know a little bit more stable, but then you know maybe Kingsbury gets a you know bee in his bonnet and doesn't like that. So I'm not sure. Um, Mine. This is more of a meta thing. The 17th game, which again uh, we didn't talk about, the owners voted. For the 17th game, it was in the collective bargaining agreement that they could add a 17th game for the 2021 season and beyond. There will now be 17 regular season games, 18 weeks and three preseason games. The Bears were the only ownership to vote no on the expansion, which was interesting. 
Um, at least that was reported. Uh, there were some other owners and teams that apparently weren't crazy about the idea, but ultimately voted yes. Uh, that tells you all you need to know about America. That's our political system and our NFL ownership group, where I strongly disagree with this. But yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna vote yes. Uh, but the Bears, uh, they did vote no. Um, I've been concerned that ultimately that they would go to an 18th game, but apparently in this CBA, and I found this little nugget out from our friend Miguel at Pat's Cap. Um, that they cannot go to 18 games during the CBA. So you will have 17 games for the life of the CBA. Now, we know in 10 years what's going to be on the table is an 18th game, but that's something to worry about down the line. But to get back to my point, I think the 17th game is going to divide locker rooms. Um, we saw that a little bit already. Alvin Kamara came out and basically called this horse shit and, you know, the – I don't know that somehow the owners were acting in bad faith. Uh, his teammate, uh, defensive lineman Cam Jordan, came out and said, "Hey, we signed up for it. Like we voted on the CBA last year, and this was in there. So either you didn't read the CBA, or you didn't care. Like we knew this was coming. You can't, you know what I mean? Like Cam Jordan and and players like that. Some of them, and this might come into like a class situation where." You know, if you're a high-profile player and you're able to not play in that 17th game or play a little bit less where other guys have to play more, it could cause some strife in the locker rooms. I mean, a 16-game season is already pretty long. You had another game on these guys that are already tired and beat up. All it's going to take is somebody to say the wrong thing, and you can have a massive locker room uh, fraction going on. So I'm pretty sure that you're going to see some reports coming out during the season that just the grind of the season even more so is going to affect a lot of teams. Sean, what do you think? Yeah, I, well, did Alvin Kamara probably voted against that part of the CBA? Like, you could have, because I heard it was very tightly contested CBA negotiations it, this time around with the players. It, it was. The vote was the vote was a little bit closer than people thought it would be because you do vote, like, each individual person. But the thing that is, it's an all or nothing. If you vote yes yeah. on the CBA, you vote for all the parts. If you vote no, you vote yeah, yeah. against all the parts. No, so he could have voted against it and just been like, you know, he's upset that it's happening like this fast. And, you know, I think yeah. that if you're going to add a 17th game, you have to add another bye week. Like, you just, you have to. I Listen, and a lot of people, if you go to the Ringer FL group, when, that, when it was brought up, a lot of people agree with you. think that the 17th game is fine as long as you had a bye week. The owners aren't interested in that at least not at this point. Maybe that's something they address later, but it is not what they are, are looking to do. Um, again, I just, I think you're going to see situations like this. Again, you're going to see certain players who are going to have to play more and you're going to see guys who maybe take a little bit more rest and that can be a point of friction, especially if injuries pile up. You know, like hmm. I, I guess my thing is, is I don't ever want to hear the NFL talk about safety again, ever. Yeah. Like, I don't, I just, I don't like, you know, it, it, you know, you can put out all the PSAs you want and all the studies and all the, and we just talked last week about a concussion study going on in Europe with rugby players. Like the NFL could put a billion dollars behind it and I'll still be like, eh, but do you care? So, <laughs> so I'll always be cynical with the NFL and safety, but this just solidifies it. Um, Sean, that's really all we have for tonight. We just wanted to get this pot out. We have another one coming of later this week, which I believe will actually be tomorrow. 
uh, unless you flake out on me again, of five things that we're not sure of going into the 2021 season. So look out for that. Um, but on to our final thoughts, unless, of course, Sean, do you have anything else, any breaking news that you might know of that we want to talk about? No, no, I didn't see any. Of course you didn't. You're too busy enjoying the family life. You're my news guy. You have a news I'm, guy. I'm the news guy. I'm the news guy, Walter fucking Cronkite. All right, Sean, enlighten us with your final thought, please. I just want to shout out the women's NCAA tournament that's happening on Friday. You know, we've got Saturday, Monday for the men's, and then Friday, Sunday for the women's. So four days of great basketball. UConn is finally back in the final four. It's hilarious to say that sentence (laughs) could go they haven't won the championship in four years (laughs) it's been a rough stretch for them these last four years 13 straight final fours (laughs) that's insane yeah so it's you know you've got stanford south carolina arizona and yukon Mm-hmm. Uh, South Carolina, I love them. Dawn Staley, she's doing. I love what she's got going on at that school. Um, Asia, Asia Wilson has a statue outside of there, like in the same city <laughs> that there are Confederate statues. <laughs> so it's it's amazing. I, she talked about that on the um, the show that was at the All Star Game. They did a segment mm-hmm. where she was being interviewed and they were asking her about that and commenting on that fact that she's got a, a statue in the same area that Confederate leaders have statues and whether she th- ever thought that would be possible. Oops. <laughs> yeah, I, I I haven't, I've followed like the news of the women's tournament. Uh, Around the Horn has done really good talking about a lot of the female uh, teams and the female brackets and stuff, which is really great. Um. I know there was some controversy with the UConn Baylor game the other day, you know, the end, whether there was a foul or not, things of that sort. But it is very, very cool to to see all these great teams and two of the final four teams being led by, like you said, black women uh, and former players, you know, uh, former greats themselves. So that's always nice when you see not only the players having these great careers, but being successful enough to come back and coach and then lead programs back to success. So that's always a cool thing. I mean, we saw it with Jawan Howard in Michigan. You always see some other players. So that's always a neat thing too. And uh, definitely looking forward to the women's bracket and the men's bracket this weekend. Like you said, four days of basketball, um, of the best of the best, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. Um, mine also has to do with <sighs> sports. Uh, Sean, we're recording this on Wednesday because you were snipe hunting on Tuesday. On Thursday, when hopefully this comes out, if you can get off your lazy ass after you've done uh, skinning the snipes, um, is opening day in baseball. Sean, it's here. 162 games. April 1st. It's not April Fool's Day, Sean. It's the opening day of baseball. 162 games. All teams are scheduled to play. I love it. This is my favorite time of the year. Normally, it would start on a Monday. They'd have baseball all day. It starts on a Thursday. I don't care. It's baseball all day. It'll start in the afternoon. It'll go all the way to night when the freaking vampires are out hunting. It doesn't matter. It's fantastic. I love this. Baseball, for all its faults, is still my favorite sport. My Seattle Mariners are going to finish dead last in the division. 
I don't care. I'm still going to root off. And if I can make a plea to everybody, if you feel safe, if you get vaccinated, and if you are close to a town, just go watch a baseball game. Again, I know we're still in tough times. I'm not urging anybody to go out to have any unsafe, you know, whatever. Be safe. But go watch a baseball game. It is still an incredible thing to watch. And don't just stare at the pitcher and the like. Look around the field. Look around at what people are doing. Listen for the sounds. All this, even if it's on the TV, just sit down and watch a baseball game. It is such a beautiful, wonderful sport. And I just wanted to celebrate opening day of baseball. And mainly because I'm also going to try and guilt Sean into buying the new Ken Griffey Jr. sneakers for me. Um, I've already sent him my shoe size. And, size eight, uh, right? Uh, not size eight, you son of a bitch. Not size eight. They are a size 13 or maybe 12, depending on how they fit. But anyway, opening day of baseball, when this pod comes out, 162 games. I can't wait for it. Um, as always, Yankees suck and uh, Mariners rule. And if you have anything to say about that, then you can just go um, take a long walk off a short pier. So, uh, that is it. Again, I just want to celebrate baseball because I do love baseball. And we will talk about baseball on the pod once in a while when I find it necessary, which will be um, all the time. Oh, shut up. Uh, no. Um, but if I can give a recommendation out for a pod of one that I just started listening to, The Athletic has a baseball pod of a lot of great baseball writers. If you're a baseball fan, there's Jason Stark, there's Tim, uh, Tim Law or Keith Law. Um, so many great baseball writers They're doing it five days a week with all these different people. So I listened to the first episode. It's definitely a big deal. And um, that's it, Sean. That's it for tonight's pod. Do you have anything else to add for our listeners who stick around to the end? I'm just, you know, if you listen to your radio, if you can, for the baseball, as much as you can, give the revenue because the owners are coming for your radio. Uh, it's happened in Toronto. Um, they're no longer, they're no longer paying for a radio broadcast. We're getting a simulcast of the TV over the radio. That's a damn shame. And that's because a telecommunication company owns the team. That's terrible. You know, I always knew there was something wrong with you Canadians. You give us Niagara Falls, but then you get shit like that. You give us Ryan Reynolds and Michael J. Fox and John Candy, and then you take away radio. You people. You people, you're like spies, spies in sheep's clothing or some phrase like that. I don't know, (laughs) but yeah, definitely. Like I said, like Sean said, I mean, listen to the, you know, watch them on TV, listen to them on the radio, go to them live if if you can and stuff like that. But you're by the pool, drinking a cold one, uh, whatever you want to drink and you got the radio on and you throw on a game, a baseball game, whatever game you got going on. I love That's, the Blue Jays radio broadcast. Yep. Yeah, it's fantastic. I, I listened to the Pirates ones growing up so because of where I live. But, again, just can't say enough good things about baseball. Trey, suck it. And, um, again, ahead. this is it. <laughs> uh, this is the Out of Bounds podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. I'm Joe McDonald. That's Sean Lawler. Again, come check us out anywhere you uh, find us a podcast anywhere uh, around the world. I'm stunned at the countries we've been listened, listened to in um, and just the people who support us and reach out. And uh, again, find us on the Facebook page, find us in the Facebook group, 
go to the Ring NFL group if you're interested in football. I'm always posting polls. People are tagging me in things because I'm so famous for posting polls. That's a joke. Really, people, it's a joke. I'm not famous at all. Uh, <laughs> go listen to Sean's podcast, the Angry White Dad podcast. Go check out Sean and Trey and Marcus and uh, friends of theirs who come on and talk on the Charity Stripe commentary with basketball. They've talked a little bit about the NCAAs. Of course, um, the NBA season after the trade deadline is in full swing, heading towards the playoffs. Go listen to the Ginger's Tailgate podcast, where our good friend Brendan just had a podcast last night talking a little bit about the draft. He had our buddy Lewis on, another friend of his. And I would be remiss if I didn't say that Brendan had an idea to do a mega mock draft where there's going to be eight of us we're each going to be assigned four teams and we're going to have a mock draft he wants to do it live we'll see uh (laughs) that's tough with a lot of people but we're definitely going to get that coming because now that free agency has basically settled and it doesn't look like any big trades are on the horizon it is time to dive into the draft so Again, that'll be coming. We'll figure that out. But again, everybody, thank you for listening. Thank you for the support. Thank you for the time you invest in us. And um, just take care of yourselves. All right, we'll talk to you guys later. Peace. My my thought was is I was going to say that you were clubbing baby seals in the Arctic Circle and you just got back. Uh, through sled dogs, but she thought that was a little graphic, so... A little bit. So, I thought it was perfectly fine, honestly, but she came up with an idea, so uh, that's what I'm going with, so so we'll give it to her. So, whenever you're ready, sir, uh, is that me? Oh, the tapping? Yeah, what is that? Is that me? Oh, sorry, just typing. Oh, and before we get, what did, uh, Miami got number six? Okay, Miami... Okay, my uh, Philly sent the sixth overall pick and a 2021 fifth rounder, and they got back the number 12 pick, a fourth rounder this year, and a first next year. And then, sorry, Philly gets uh, number 12, yes, a fourth, a fourth round this year, and a first next year. And is that uh, is that Sam Fran's first? Or our first? No, that's that's their first. Oh, Miami's first. Okay. That's Miami's first. Yes. Okay, I just wanted to make sure because they do get a ne- they get a first next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their plan is they plan on having a better record than San Fran, so you you get yeah. off the worst pick, you know. Okay. All right. There you go. All right, I think that's it. Yep. And. All right, so we'll do that, and then the five things that we're sure of, and go from there. Sound good? Hey, Sean, we we lost you on audio there. Can you hear me now? Yep, I can hear you now, sir. Okay. Can you say that again, Sean? We lost you for a sec there. Oh. Can I give you a call back? Yeah, call me back.